I'm Chase. And I'm Timothy. And this is Customer Service. Good evening, Chase. It's just about evening, isn't it? Yeah, it's just about that time. <laughs> Welcome to Customer Service. How you doing? I'm fine. Pretty we just, good. Uh, we just built 10 shelving units. Shout out Uline. Well, don't shout out Uline, but yeah, don't shout out Uline. But They're, but but they, they deliver the they product. Do a good job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, service wise. Yeah, service wise. Um, set out set up a bunch more shelving units. Got a uh, capital delivery. Yep, new capital, a little bit of country sprinkled in there, prepping for a big Orslo restock. Yeah, which we'll probably yeah. have by the time this comes out. Nope, no, we won't. Maybe, maybe, probably not. It'll probably just not. about. It, it's coming. Yeah. So we've got that. We've got good things happening. Yeah. We're kind of in uh, we're a little chiller week finally. So yeah, it doesn't feel as chaotic as like Memorial Day was, but in the week after it even felt crazy. So yeah, it's still yeah. yeah. It's been All good. Right. We're fortunate, but yeah, well, we uh, we got a couple good guests on the pod today. Great guests. Night. It's a really nice vibe. We I've never met. You know, this is another. I mean, we've said it before, but this is another one of those situations where I, I'd never met. Normally, I would have met these people yeah. probably um, yeah. in, in some sort of setting when we'd be buying the stuff. Yeah, but like whether it's a showroom. Yeah. In this case, we just because of COVID and everything, we'd never we'd never met these people before, and um, we have uh, Katie and Saeed from Story on today. Yep. A favorite brand of you and I's. We, we're oh, yeah. so excited to have it in the store. Um, it's been done awesome for us. We we just think everything they're doing is so cool. Um, it's very much so like resonates with both. I think our community and like the Boulder customer in particular. It's kind of like perfect for Boulder. It's very like shroomy and natural and. You know, yeah, I mean, they, like like we talk about in there, they just they really their brand exists around these like specific guidelines that really like make sure that 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 everything stays within their ethos and you know it's just I think whenever anybody starts with this like very it just it just shows that like the, there's drive and passion long before there's a product made yeah. and I think that like the only products that need to be made in this world are because someone has drive and passion behind them not yeah. just because they want to make money or they want to do this for a living mm-hmm. or whatever it is. It feels like there was a, there was a necessary, like there was a need in, in fashion, especially, you know, 10 years ago when they started, which is a long time ago. Yeah. Um, and it also shows you like how long you got to grind it's shit like this for it to like pop yeah, I mean, and not, and then they've been around for obviously a long time and they've been relevant for a long time, but it really feels like they're still, they're still making moves, still doing cool stuff. And it's just, it's really exciting. So it was really exciting to talk to them about that. Talked about how they started, talk about their ethos, talk about them as people. It was, it was, it was a really good conversation. So I'm excited for you, everyone to listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah. From all the way from over there in the UK. Yeah. Kind of fun to have people different side of the globe. Yeah. Isn't that weird how the internet works, Timothy? You can yeah. just talk to people. It can be wherever. Yeah. See, there's there's pros and cons. Something to think about. You know? Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's not waste any time. Let's get right into it with uh, Katie and Saeed from Story Manufacturing. Cool. Let's do it. Well that's, done. Um, that's really similar to Said, that, that entrepreneur thing. Like Said, yeah. even though we have this business and it takes up like 110% of our time, Said is still always thinking about other businesses. Not, not so much anymore. Well, not since we had a kid, I, but... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so you, are, you, though, that's your you and me, are, we're cut from the same. I, I think a lot about, and the thing is too, how old is your kid? He's just turned two. 
Okay, here's the thing. I, my, my, my daughter's just about to turn four, <laughs> and I have this thing where it's like, oh, I've started to gain a little free time back. And then I like, and Chase will tell you because I've been pitching a new idea <laughs> of like, I'm trying, I'm like, oh, cool. Some hours have opened up to work more. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> that's I just, what, that's I, what happens. Yeah, that's literally what happens when we went, we, uh, we had our kid, and then we went on maternity leave. Uh, we went on parental leave, I guess. Yeah. And then. We found ourselves like easing back into it, but we had more time. So I was like, "Let's start another brand." Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure, let's do it. And now, now we're now we're now we're like rammed full. And every time we get a little bit more, it's exactly that. Every time we get a little bit more free time, we 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 spin off something new. Why don't we all take holidays, guys? I don't know. I can't. I can't do it either. <laughs> I love holidays. I definitely can do it. I just, I just feel like I don't know. Just when you have a little bit of extra bandwidth, I'm like, maybe we can really. Because you, you, I also think like you know things, things, um, businesses they settle, they, they sort of like flatten. Well, the story hasn't yet, but I always imagine that at some point it's going to start flattening the business, and then we, we want other stuff to keep you, keep you going, keep you excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep you excited. Keep building. Yeah, I had that when I when I was like uh, growing up before I got into fashion. I, 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 the only other thing I ever really did was music, um, and I thought that's that's what that's what I would I would finished high school and that's what I would do um because I was in bands and stuff and and it was like this thing where every single time that we'd either start to get popular or like something would start to like go right I would immediately go well we could start a new band with a new concept because it was like I would at that point I was already over whatever we had done and it's like it's something I have to like train my brain to like no no no, just focus on what you're doing quit spiraling into something new it's just like there's an excitement from that like the beginning parts of stuff that like I'm really chasing all the time yeah what you're describing is our is our life yeah your your life <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, I, but, I, but i do feel a little bit differently now about all of that stuff like i do feel like a, you know a, keeping a good thing going is also as interesting as as like being first to the party absolutely well it's kind of like it's like how you evolve it is really is that's where i've been trying to like you have some like uh there's like leeway in there where you get to like evolve the business and like let it make small incremental changes that like you know are big picture things that are gonna like make a full change over time but like maybe the customer's not ready for that and like now that kind of gets me more excited like more like long-term strategy which mm-hmm. i know is not the most exciting topic in the world but it is like something that like it, it's the way i curb that like need to change all the time yeah yeah i agree i that's again that's also what we do we just change little bits here and there you get little percentages of things change and then, and then over years it's quite a big metamorphosis it used to be that i would we would change we'd want to change our labels and i'd be like we've got to do it now and it has to happen now yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and now now we're talking about it and i know it's going to be three years time yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I think that's the other thing. You're like very beholden to other things in this industry, and like even though like we'll get like revved up about some idea, and we'll have this big meeting. Everyone leaves excited. We're going to do this, that, or the other, and then someone would be like, "Oh yeah, I looked into the one app we thought could work, and that doesn't work. So we're going to have to like shut the whole thing down until we figure this out." And you're like, "Son yeah, of a bitch!" Yeah. Just as soon as we started moving. Yeah, there's a lot of like mirages of, of things that like that. Like, yeah, that's I, perfectly I don't know if it's the same where you are, but like where we like super boring maybe but like even like even with like shopify or how you choose to sell you kind of you you hear that there's all these easy ways to do stuff and then it turns out that none of them actually work very well or Mm -hmm. yeah then you have to you have to like wind everything back yeah Yeah. like like it gets kind of close but you might have to hire a developer for a couple hours for a week (laughs) and then that might kind of break something else but yeah. yeah, and if you're, you're sort of first, and it, it happened, it, it was really bad for us in in the UK when we had Brexit, 
because um, although everyone knew it was happening and it was coming, the the amount of things that it actually broke were pretty significant, and there was no there was no infrastructure set up. So it went from like over the course of like one day being able to send something to France for free for to it to go like a ten pound item would go to France. It would be no taxes, and now a ten pound item going to France would like incur like sixty pounds worth of fees, and it just like. <laughs> broke every single British retailer and then and every single British customer as well ordering from from thingy and there was no way to fix it for like nine months like none of the no countries had had it set up so like um all these different solutions not none of them worked it just everything just had to shut down it was, it was sucked yeah I still feel like every time that I have a handle on everything that Brexit did, (laughs) then something else will ship something to the UK and something else comes up. And I'm like, I don't have a handle on on it (laughs) at all. Now, we obviously do less business there than you do. But it's like it it is tremendous that every single time we're like, no, no, no. When we when we when it goes to the UK, you have to do X, Y or Z. And then we ship and then there's some issue and they're like, yeah, Brexit. And you're like, I don't think I know what that is. Uh, Yeah, it's it's so fundamental. Every day I thought we'd find new, new things out about about brexit it's pretty 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 horrendous but but i mean i didn't i I didn't know you were the founder so well done like amazing like i I hear so many good things about canoe club like but like maybe the but if not the one of like the like the like stockists that people are so are like people are like evangelical about your your store like they love it i think obviously the name is the name is a tell, but like you obviously have like really, really, really good customer service. I think that's like the most luxury thing you can have. Well, you know, that's been like a thing since the start. Cause I feel the same way. It's like the difference should like the, the difference that it should be like shopping with a retail, like the reason anyone should want to come to a smaller retail like us. Cause we understand that there's a lot of options out there. There's no shortage of options. There used to be. And that went away a long time ago. Like if you're looking to get certain things, it's not impossible. And then a lot of the brands are direct to consumer on top of that. Yeah. So we have to offer something beyond just having the stuff like that used to be enough. I mean, I've been in retail and done this kind of thing for a long time time and that used to be plenty if you had the thing if you were the guy great like that's pretty much all you had to do and then at some point you know social media changes e-commerce changes every like so many things happen and you're like you have to be so much more than that so it has to be like really extreme customer service like really going out of our way shooting ourselves in the foot 90 percent of the time because we want that to be like just so 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 good so it's so hard and it's such a pain in the ass, but it's like, it's, it's like this, it's, it's what we can do for the customer. And then we've like always been really focused on building like a community mm-hmm. and something so much more beyond just, just simple retail. Cause I just, like I said, I don't know, that's not enough. People want to connect way closer than, than it, they yeah. used to. And yeah. we have to be able to offer that even when it's not always the most fun thing to do. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even, I'm, I am the kind of person that hates being talked to in a shop and i don't really use customer service very much but like when but the little amount that i do always makes me like stick with the shop or stick with an experience it makes a huge yeah. difference um and do you find that when you do you ever buy stuff from other places and you're like wow this is taking ages to ship and the customer service is rubbish like why is and it so bad sucks. and the packaging sucks. Oh my God. yeah yeah Pretty and no joke, and it's not to toot our own horn or anything. But honestly, everywhere else I buy from feels like that. It's like it processes for five days. It's like, what are you guys doing? Like, what else could you be doing that day? And yeah, and then the pack, like you said, the packaging is kind of like I don't know an afterthought. Yeah, afterthought. Yep. 
Yeah. One, one of our main things has always been, and we'll, you know, as, as the company grows, we'll always try our best to never sacrifice this but we will get if you order we will get the package out that day and if yeah. our and if our courier has already picked up it's packed with a label on our uh rack ready to go for the next day like we we don't let orders sit overnight like we're yeah, gonna same. try our best to never sacrifice that because it's because it's ridiculous you, you're spending a lot of money on this stuff and you obviously want it as soon as you can so but it doesn't do us any good either to just sit on the item like let's get yes. it out get it to the customer and, and make people happy and i think that's yeah, been a driving force on, on why people come back too yeah it's, it's a, wild it's a thing too where it's like it, it just it all, all that people want in my from from all the customer service i've mm-hmm. done for a long time is all that people want to know is that you care too yeah, you know what i mean like yeah. and i think that's like if you're able to communicate that whether just through your actions or through what you say that's like that's all that they want they want to know that like i care about their order and it getting to them yeah, as much yeah. as they care about getting it and it's like it's not that i don't know that's not that's like the baseline agreement you could have yeah. as a business <laughs> i think so yeah it's, it's, it's interesting because it, I, I know lots of brands and people who do care like they care so so much but then they just don't show it even though they do care a lot and that's kind of that's kind of it's kind of a shame to like let the side down a little bit like they care yeah. so much every order but they don't keep the order moving for the customer so the yeah. customer gets a bad experience even though the order means like so much to them yeah we're, we're the same we like we get things straight out straight away if they can't go out they get marked to ship so that people, you know, people keep moving. Yes. It's so important. It's the most important thing. And it's also like, that's why we ship and send everything ourselves. I know a lot of people have like dispatch centers or work with third party. Mm-hmm. And those obviously make sense for lots of people, but then you, you, you need that control. That's like, it's one of the only sort of cogs you can, can be control of. Yeah, yeah, the control is nice. And also, I've heard too many horror stories of a third-party warehouse that is handling fulfillment, and they lose a large percentage of the inventory, and a bunch of orders are out, and then you're out the product. Like, that stuff definitely happens, too. And, and like, to your point, they don't care about your company as much as you do. They're they're yeah. coming in to do a job, and they're, and they're shipping for however many dozens of other companies, and it's just strictly an item on a shelf that they're going to put in a box, but... You know, if you keep it close to your chest, you know you love it. You're producing it, so you're, you're yeah. stoked to pack it up, get it out the door. There was this time when we were thinking about doing the fulfillment, and we've mm-hmm. got this really elaborate way of like tying our packages. Like we tie them, we, they all individually wrapped, and then they're all bundled together, and then tied with string, and then they've got this little envelope with the stickers, and this yeah, whole yeah. Thing. you're like, you know what? We can't bother to explain it to the fulfillment center. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't have worked. They wouldn't have it done would, it. They wouldn't have done it. It takes like I think 13 minutes to pack an item. <laughs> yeah. So you're saying we got to tie every single package? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've all, we've always tried to figure out like ways like. It's like, how do you add the human element back in? Like, if yeah. there's if there's a way where you're going to, like, like there's all these things that make things better. Like, you know, like a chat function is better. For, I mean, a lot of times if you have a customer service question, you likely want the answer pretty immediately because you're thinking about making the purchase. So those things are great. But there's all these ways to make it less human, which are supposed to be more convenient. Like, it's going to auto-answer certain questions or grab measurements yeah, or whatever yeah. it is. And that's fine. But, like, we're like, okay, so let's use the service. People are used to the service. They like it. But let's let's just be really strict about making it, like, if someone if, you, if we're going to commit to it, then you got to answer. Mm-hmm. And you got to answer, like, how you would answer a text from a friend. And we just want it to be, it's just like I said, like, kind of adding the 
human element back in yeah. is what, in my opinion, makes the difference. And that's kind of like what you're talking about. Like the reason people like that, what you're doing is because it feels like somebody that cares about the product wrapped it up mm-hmm. in a bunch and you took the time to do it. Like that's, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, yeah, the idea that somebody else doing that and caring about, like you said, they're not going to care about your brand the way you do. So yeah, yeah. No, we, we had a chat function on our site and I, and we said the same thing. Like if we have it, it has to be, you expect an answer within a couple of minutes or, yeah. Uh, you can't leave it for two hours, so we took it off because we couldn't, we couldn't, we couldn't do it. We couldn't do it within a couple of hours all the time, all around the clock. Yeah, yeah. But and then I think that's said, the right choice. Then, yeah, I think so too. And it's an email is better, and or DM is better. And you, you know, you have an expectation in a conversation. If you're sending a chat, it has to be quick. If sending an email, twenty four hours is quick. If sure. Sending, yeah. So then, then like you just, it's about like being good to the customer. Like a really quick email reply is like makes you feel like wow. That's great, but a, a, yeah. a, a chat reply in the same time frame is slow. Mm. But adding like human elements back in—that's that's our entire brand. That's the whole point of our brand. I've heard like I've heard different people talk about the same same thing. We call it having evidence of the hand. Like mm. you sometimes like go a little bit not too far, but like sometimes you have to go out of our way to show it. Like if we have embroidery on something, um, the embroiderers are so good that it can look too perfect. So sometimes we have to kind of naive. Oh. It up. Um, yeah. I've also heard there's um, people who the, the cooks talk about hand taste, like the the different cooks that make or fermenters. That doesn't sound good. I know. <laughs> <laughs> a book I've got here that's from Noma, which is like famous for doing for fermenting, and they talk about hand taste and like different people fermenting different things. Like they get slightly different results, or even with wine, they get different results because their hands have a different effect on the product oh wow huh. oh interesting i'm into that yeah i'm into it too that's i mean that's the, that's the brand like that's the whole <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. Whole, the whole that's the whole point of us are you guys are you guys uh big home cooks side is he's a really good cook every amazing. every night i get given a plate of amazing food <laughs> so lucky. hell yeah <laughs> it's really good yeah. I feel like this this industry is so close to like like food and wine and and all that stuff and it's like it, the amount of people that we meet in this industry that like are into that too because mm-hmm. we love it as well and we don't claim we're not sophisticates or anything like that nope. we're just fans and we like to do it but um but yeah like it's 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 very close like all the same attention to detail there is the same stuff that I care about in close you know what I mean yeah yeah, I, t- I think we talk about this a lot and we think about it a lot and it's it's um it's an approach to a product and like approach to getting a product that is, that is that is different to say like what my parents have got where if they bought two bottles of wine and one bottle tasted funkier than the other one they'd be like there's something wrong here but for yeah. people who enjoy people enjoy wine or enjoy natural wine or that kind of thing they have two bottles of the same wine and one tastes funky that's like an extremely exciting event <laughs> and worth and worth more money and more interesting and <laughs> yeah. um, same with our it's the same with our clothes like we 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 we, we, we have two products that are exactly the same they dyed the exact same stuff and because of environmental impacts or because of human impacts or because of different craft people they're slightly different uh wonkier different in whatever way and yeah that's that's something that we really enjoy and, and there was lots of alignment with food and thank god there is because it helps us tell the story a little bit better now yeah 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 you know another alignment that we that we weirdly have is that um i actually work with uh my wife here too so she's been oh. our cr- kind of creative director since the start so she does all of our like photography and all the creative stuff mm-hmm. um and it's and it's i don't know i don't know about you guys like because people are like oh man you work with your wife is it like and i'm like 
It has not really. I mean, other than like, there's the, here's the here, here's here's where I say there's the only difference because I we have, we have no issues with it at all. It's never been a problem. I think we collaborate pretty well. I'd say the only the only thing for us is that like, if I'm supposed to be the boss generally here, she has she's able to talk to me in a way that's different because she's <laughs> she's she's in charge at home. So there's I have to I can't flip it here as everyone knows. So so. Other than that, like it's been it's been no problem at all. Have you guys have like but I mean there's still like it's like there's that. There's still like these like working challenges. Do you guys feel like that you have any like challenges around it or is it all just is it just been like that's how you started, so it's you know, it's never been a problem. I'll let you on. Let's open this can of worms, shall yeah. we? <laughs> I knew um, what I was doing. <laughs> yeah, you knew. Um on the whole, we're we're good. We're really good. And side knows that I'm the boss, so mm. you know, we know where we are. Um, we, we do have some small things at most, what, what would you say? Like 95% of the time we're good. I would say 99% of the time. Okay. That's nice. But the main, <laughs> <laughs> that's the right answer. Nice by the that's way. correct. Yeah. Um, I like just, yeah, I guess to be real, like, I feel like the main things where we have issues are because we would, I don't know what it is. Like we have egos and like, I feel like my like I feel like I'm very emotionally attached to what we do. Not to say sides not, but like I'm. I get like if side says he doesn't like something that I've done, especially if I've spent ages on it, then I will not take that well. Yeah. <laughs> um, which of course is silly because we both want the end result to be perfect, and everything he says, you know, he's not just saying it's shit because he he wants to hurt me. Like he genuinely thinks it could be better done a different way. But I still don't take that I think, well. But I, I don't know if I'm wrong, but I think what you're talking about is a problem we had like six years ago and it doesn't really happen anymore. Well, maybe I've just done better stuff. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it, I think like all that really matters is if both parties are super passionate, like you're going like, like you're working uh, Ch- Chase and I will bicker. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, we bicker for fun too, like a married couple, but we also <laughs> like, we also will bicker about work stuff, but it's only, I don't, I, for some reason have no problem with that type of argument. Cause I'm like, it, we're only a bickering because we care. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. that's the only reason if, if he didn't care, that would, that would, that would bother me so much more than an argument about two people. People that like really care about something. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Katie didn't give a shit. What me and the, the the we we met eleven years ago and we started story ten years ago. So it's this the brand is like baked into our relationship. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's quite normal. We've the, the the good is that like I've never worked with anybody ever that we've had such a good working relationship. Can be so honest, is so talented, is so wonderful, everything. It's that that that's the good. And then the bad is that we which is just totally normal and probably would be good if every work relationship is like this is that we have to talk about boundaries often mm. like oh yeah we have to talk about you know whether we're both happy about working late night in bed or if we um, want to talk about like sometimes i'll just be eating my breakfast and she's like hey here's a huge problem that makes you know, that's <laughs> going to give you an anxiety attack yeah. and, we, yeah. <laughs> and then we have like we split we sort of are like katie's joking about being the boss but she is the boss for certain things and i'm the boss for other things and then like we've kind of come to an understanding and, and also our brand has got bigger recently and we've got other roles in the company who are, who have taken on being the boss of all these other things that we, neither of us like doing. So it's wonderful. Like I would never, ever, ever want to do this on my own. Oh my God. Same. And I would, and I can't understand, I, I, not to say we are perfect and amazing, but sometimes I look at other people who are in similar position who don't have 
they're equal to help them along and i see the deficiency in it like i see how hard it must be for them i can see like where they're missing out and i'm so thankful that there's two of us and i'm also so fucking thankful there's not three of us because we've worked with others in the past and it just gets really difficult i say wait till that kid gets old enough to have opinions and thoughts on the business (laughs) yeah (laughs) but i i you know it's 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 like um i i agree with you it's it's a we we i always tell people like especially when we're hiring someone because we're very picky and i and it's always because i'm like for better or worse and i really really mean for better or worse it's a little we run this like a family business we're all very close me and my partners are very close they all are very close with the staff here we have thanksgivings together we have holidays together like we really like operate closely and that is really great and then i think that and and i'm interested to ask you if you feel like this is the same way because i've seen your brand described as culty a lot and i and i wanted to hear what your like opinion was on that but i'm gonna take a stab first and i want you to tell me if it feels right to you because i feel like we get even in the feedback you gave us about the store, we I think I think we're able to give off this feeling that like there's a passion behind it that is not coming from one person driving a business. It's coming from a bunch of people who want the business to do well because it's it's important to a lot of people. Yeah. And I think that that's why we're able to kind of create this like I, I don't know that we're I think you guys have it a little more than we do, but like there is like this culty vibe of like if you join our community, you join our club. It definitely feels like something big bigger than just selling clothes and that's very much on purpose at the same time as it's just how we do things i don't know how we i don't know how to do them other like i don't know another way to do it and i'm not sure this is the best way 100 percent of the time but it's the way i know and it's the way that works for us so we're we're happy with it but i i wondered if it was i wonder if you felt like any of it was the same for you because i think your brand definitely feels like and and i don't mean because it's a smaller brand or anything like that because it's not like a you know like a house like gucci or something but it's like which was also a family-owned business i suppose but it feels like it feels personal, you know what I mean? In in a way that other brands don't. And I, and I think that's a huge compliment because as, as a brand grows, that's like the hardest thing to keep. I think. So I wondered if it felt the same way to you, if, or if you felt like there was a different way, a different reason people would describe it that way. I can actually answer. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, I feel like what you just said, I feel the same. I I don't feel like we know any other way. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know the other way, but it's also deliberate. Like we, I, um, I, I'm, we're very conscious about like remaining authentic because I see in other brands when they're, especially small brands, I get, have like a, I have, and a lot of people have like a real affinity for like small brands and underdogs and people trying new stuff. I love it. Yeah. Or even like music, like when a band is small and they're big and everyone's like, Oh, they're sold out. Like that happens with brands too. And I, mm-hmm. I'm always analyzing, like, why has it happened? Why has it happened? And I feel like in our space, it happens like when a brand gets big and the and the the brand stops talking to the stops talking to the people, stop starts like just being the the, the like pronouns change from I to we on like captions, and um, they sort of the, like creative directors like disappear, and you don't really see them, and they get criticized, yeah. and they don't reply to comments and that kind of stuff, and they lose their like authenticity. Whereas and they, that usually happens because they've taken investment and they have to appease other people or they, they're worried about saying the wrong thing. And with us, we are really honest, like overly honest, but I think that's probably better than being underly honest. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, the cult thing, I don't really, I have no opinion. I mean, like to me, cult is like not necessarily a nice word, but sure. also doesn't mean what I doesn't mean to people what it means to me. Like I've, I've met and I know people who have grown up in cults and they're pretty fucked up. 
and um usually it's generally a bad thing but i know that people mean it in a nice way in that like people feel really excited about the product and they get like they 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 understand there's like a world built around it and they understand that it's not purely transactional um and so i like that also (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) um i think that we try like we are we are i just i know it sounds egotistical i know but i know there's no brand like story and i think that it's an unassailable task to be exactly like story because we're built on the back of 10 years of doing like really 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 expensive weird stuff and building and like the 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 brand the brand our brand was like the first in a space which is like well well what was it well well like well there's a lot more people in the space now but we've got look like well there's no like no brand really has heritage in the space but like very slightly more heritage and yeah we also have like a very a slightly different point of view which with to, to other to, to other brands so I think that people, when they say they like get culty, like they, if you, if you are a person, if you are like the very niche person that we speak to, uh, who like is really interested in ethics and natural dyes and craft and, or, but, but, but you don't want to get locked. You don't want to like buy a product that also like has like, has like slightly questionable ways of doing things. It's not going to have like, weird religious symbols on it or be or mm-hmm. any of that stuff. I don't want I, I don't want to dig at anybody um then there's really no other st- part, brand apart from story so yeah that's what I guess and our team really do love story like yeah. I think they might love it more than us yeah <laughs> different than what it actually is I don't know like yeah they love it which is lovely yeah well you know even the way when you were when you're talking about our brand early like it's it's hard it's like weird for us i mean we were both looking at each other like laughing when you were saying something about it because it's like whenever we get feedback about the brand or like someone will text me a picture of them wearing like a canoe club t-shirt in new york or something and like something they see somebody wearing someone it and i'm wild, like yeah. and and it's like it's i don't know if it's because we're we're in boulder colorado i don't know if you guys know anything about boulder but it's the very small it's a well it was a formerly like a hippie community in the 70s yeah. in in colorado and it, it it feels it's it's really like it's kind of sophisticated here but at the same time it's, it's a small town i would still say and it th- this feels different than when you know being in new york la chicago any like major city because it feels a little bit more closed off and it's like it's good for our business it's been so perfect for like how we've evolved and been able to grow and everything but it's a little hard to like see ourselves outside of that and i actually think that this is a pro for us like it's like Mm -hmm. a it's a way that like we don't i don't i think it helps tamp down the ego because we're not we're not we're not in a major city like the traffic in the store is great and we and we do really well in the store but it's very like it's either people coming to see us specifically like traveling to see us or they're or they're like in town and we know them and are friends with them and And it feels like happened upon it yeah. yeah it feels like we're part of the community in that way so it feels like i know we're growing and i know we've gotten so much bigger and i can see that in like metrics and stuff but like feel wise it's still like it's very like nice to be like oh that's really cool that anyone elsewhere would know about us or talk about us so it's and it still like feels surprising and i feel like that's like every time like a nice thing still to to feel to to feel small like i'm sure it's i mean that's the thing you i've i've never i've worked for a brand and then i've and i've done retail like like multi-brand retail my whole life so i don't really know 100 percent what it feels like to 
to be like, I'm sure I, I can't imagine how that feels for you guys. Um, as like, you know, you own the brand. This is like your DNA is inside of it. And people like love it in a way that's, I mean, like, like good word or bad word, like in a culty way that they're like, they, they really, I mean, we've Hyper seen loyal. it in our store. Like as soon as we had the brand and we'd been asked for it for like, you know, like about a year prior to having it. When we got it, people came in like it's like an if you build it, they'll come sort of situation. People mm-hmm. come looking for it. Yeah. Yeah. And well, they're usually surprised. decked out. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. I um, Someone sent me a picture this morning of some guy wearing some, something of ours in Australia. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. But, that's but yeah, so far away. Like, it's so far away. We've been selling for a long time. We're, we're, we're a big brand now. Like, we're, we're I, pretty, I mean, every year I think, okay, now we're massive. And then I find out like, <laughs> and three years later, I was like, wow, that was, wow. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I mean, I mean like we should expect to see our stuff. We go, whenever we go to a major city, we'll probably see, well, I mean, certain places in a major city, we'd see our stuff, I but it is, still, it. but we still like, we still like give each other a little side eye. We still like side eye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like, or like oh, what 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 happens like beating me often is that I will be like, hey, I'll say to the stranger like, hey, nice shirt, and then they'll be like, okay, like they have no idea who I am. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Why would they know who I am? Uh, yeah. That happens a lot. That happens more more now than any any other time. They just I, bought it some cool shop. They don't care. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I love like I just it was like not not that long ago. I was like, I guess it was a while ago because my daughter was in diapers. But she, I went to like you know I don't know where it was. Did some pickup for diapers. You know what I mean? The guy brought him out and I and I said, oh, let me help you with the trunk. Blah blah blah. And uh, and he goes, oh damn man, I love your shoes. Blah blah blah. And he goes, you know, if you like this kind of stuff, you gotta check out this store, Canoe Club. Like nobody knows about it. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, fuck yeah, man, I'm, I'm gonna go. Check it out. And I, was like, I don't, I don't want to. I was like, I can't take it away from me. This is like, a yeah. baby, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I know what you mean. It's like you, you see it and you're like, oh, God. It's I just, I, I got to say something, but I don't want it to be. It's like, I don't know. I've never wanted to be. It's different for you guys. You know what I mean? Like, because you do in the brand, because we've been uh-huh. multi brand retail, it's never been like, and I, it works for me personally, but like, I never wanted to be in front of the anything. Even like the podcast was a little bit of like a difficult thing for both of me and Chase because we're, we're, we're better at being on the side. You know what I mean? Like, we'll, we'll hype people up, we're ready uh-huh. to go. <laughs> We're not necessarily like like wanted to be the face of anything, but yeah. then slowly over time we do the YouTube so we can connect with people during COVID, and we do this so we can connect with people you know even more, and we do and we have to be involved in like style forum, Discord, blah blah blah, and it just like it comes out, you know what I mean? Yeah. We, we, it still comes out, but it's 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 not so easy. Do you, is it easy for you too? Is like does that feel like like because you, like you said you you comment but on the on the on the piece, but do you don't necessarily say who you are? Like is it hard for you to be the face of things, or do you, or do you like it? It depends. Well, I'll answer me, and then Kate, me and Katie are different. Like I'm, I'm much more introvert. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but there are certain things that I'm more like, and I don't. Maybe because it's online that are easier for me and more natural. Like, po- like posting and doing that all that stuff. Yeah. But um, it is un- it is uncomfortable sometimes. It depends what the context is. Like it depends whether whether it's transactional or not. Like if it's if it's some if it's selling in Paris, for example, where we do the trade shows. Like I hate that. I absolutely hate it because it it feels like every well at least to me I feel like every conversation is is a sales pitch or at yeah, least yeah. expecting it to be. But if I'm talking to just someone who's enthusiastic about something, then then I'm really into it because I know yeah. that yeah. there's no thing. Um, and whenever someone stops us on the street, we, I never say that we, it's our brand. I'll just be like, "Oh, it's a brand called Story." And mm-hmm. on. do you want me to spell it for you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, it, but, it, but it's kind of natural for it to be. If it's not, it's okay for us. It's okay for me if it's on my terms. If it's like we're talking about the brand, it's something I'm excited about. If I would not ever be able to represent another brand 
working for another brand like do an influencer thing you know, I, just remembered. I just remembered like when we started story instagram was only just well it had been around for a little while but people weren't really using it mm-hmm. brands were definitely not on there so we we got on there quite early and we not not very good please don't anyone go back and look what we did but um a, a few years after that it was around when people started talking about influencers and no mm-hmm. didn't really know what it was well i mean i didn't and yeah. then i remember saying to me one day I'm going to become an influencer to help sell story. Yeah. And then on that day, he had me take a picture of him, and I was like, "This is hilarious! What the fuck is going on?" And then you, you just do it. You just go. Yeah, just not, do it. Yeah. not to it. become an influencer, but that, that's before. That's no, your words. That's before I had an Instagram. You had one. I didn't have one. I was like, I think I need to be on there because I was seeing people who who were like but like, who were like on reddit on like male fashion device or somewhere else and they were just taking mm-hmm. pictures of themselves and being like um here's my outfit and i was like that is really like honest and authentic and normal and like i go on on like, male fashion device or go on somewhere and somebody wearing something i'd be like okay i want to get that thing because it's just yeah. like a podgy dude wearing some trousers and i think they look good and and mm-hmm. or, and, or like and and i was like okay well this is obviously where it's going to go with with Instagram and stuff and we're working on this all the time. I can just show everything we're working on all the time. So can Katie. And it still is that way. It mm. is still like the most important part of our engagement. It's just like us taking pictures of our stuff in the, in the, in the mirror or like taking a picture of, of a product on the floor. Um, it is influential and it is really, really great. I, I still don't really like the selfie thing. Yeah. I don't I know I like I like the, the way the pictures look and I and I also really like looking at other people's. Like mm-hmm. I love seeing other people's, yeah. especially like really natural ones. Yes. Yeah. Feel like a twerp doing it and like when I yeah, I don't know that I'll ever get used to that. Mm. It, it's a hard thing. Like we talk about all because you know, like the you know, and especially when we were new, we'd we'd spend a lot of time. I, I don't know, like when we spent a lot of time, I think being a little bit judgmental early on. And what mm. I mean by that is like you'd see something like you know, like that's not oh, even that. It's a, how is it? How are they big? It, we, it's not even that good. You know what I mean? Like it's not even that good. And then it was like the the huge difference between anyone doing that stuff and the people that are judgmental to the side that you're worried about is that one. person person took the risk and the other one didn't and that's yeah. what and that and like and it was always just like yeah we might be able to do it better but we we're not going to we're not going to do it better by talking about it like we're just going to yeah. have to start doing it and then and i understand like i think you're right kid like it's like certain people just like chase chase will do it i mean he's not like he doesn't do it for his own personal edification i mean he does it inside of like forums and stuff like that mm-hmm. and it feels natural because he's been involved in those all of his life whereas i didn't really grow up with that being a thing and also i grew up like in a music scene where like being inauthentic in any single way would literally get you injured so 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 like i have this like natural like weariness of it but like it 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 obviously works people want that like personal connection too i think that's what that's what it really creates that's so much different than any other version like our shooting because we'll spend all this time shooting these beautiful things on Mm -hmm, models mm -hmm. and then he'll post a picture of himself in like a regular outfit and that gets more in engagement or interaction than the other thing because yeah. Yeah. because they're obsessed with the, the it, there's just, there's when you are able to melt down those walls, I really think that that does something special for, for, for people that, that I think a lot of people miss out on when they don't do it. Yeah. I, th- I think, I think what we're touching on in general, the consumer loves to know that you're a normal person. Yeah. Like, they just want to be able to relate to you and be like, Oh shit. They also, get Taco Bell or they also yeah. have to go live in a house. It's <laughs> yeah, not yeah. just, just living a fashion no, world forever. 
that's what I'm talking about. That's what I mean. Like, I, that's why I kind of feel sad when people are normal people, but they can't communicate it. And mm-hmm. like, we're lucky enough to be able to communicate it. Like, we are normal people. We sell these clothes. They're kind of expensive. Like in general, like we can't really afford to have them ourselves. They're expensive because of the way they're made. We're normal people. We live. We live a normal lifestyle. Mm-hmm. We have all this normal stuff, and it, and this is how like everything fits in together. It gives it much more like. It, give, it makes it all much more real and much more nice. Yeah. So I've, I've got a question for you guys personally, kind of piggybacking off story, obviously, because of the aesthetic and a lot of like the artwork and motifs. Let's talk gardening. You guys, you guys have to garden at your house, right? Um, You'd be very lucky where we live to get a garden, but we do have a small garden. I was gardening all morning. Nice. Uh, it doesn't have grass, though. It doesn't have grass. No, it's just plants. It's just like a little plant kitchen outside. Uh-huh. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, but the whole, but really the brand is like very about gardening oh, itself. Little garden at the shop. That's yeah, and our, in our in our yeah in our shop we've got, in our shopping studio. Bits yeah, and stuff. And the whole brand like to make our clothes we have to. It's not gardening; it's farming. We have mm-hmm. to plant enormous amounts of plants and harvest them and do all that kind of stuff. But yeah, lo- I love. Yeah, we love. Well, side side is again side's personality is perfect for that kind of thing because he's gets really really obsessed with i mean into things gets really into things and spends a lot of time like reads about them Uh and stuff and and then does it and then get just will do it for ages whereas i'm more like oh i just want an instant result from this like ah i can't be bothered like that about other things like but but i guess that's why like the things I would do, like I would much rather sit, like right now I'm in the middle of doing an embroidery. I know I'll see the finished result in a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. But like yeah. you've just planted stuff and we're not going to see that for... Ever. We're moving out of this house. Yeah. Ever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Katie, it's funny you say that. I, I, I totally hear you. And there's definitely a part of me that needs the, the instant satisfaction. Um, but also to the point that you made about Saeed is I'm very also obsessive. I, I'm finding oh, yeah. he's, I, I'm very <laughs> obsessive too. So once I've kind of dug into it, that's it. Saeed, you, you touched on, you say, so you're planting a lot of plants that then you, you ultimately use for like dying and stuff. Is, is that right? Or yeah. Yeah. Most, almost all our clothes and fabrics are naturally dyed. So we have to they're there and then the vast majority of those would be from plants some of them will be from things like mud and minerals but that's, mm-hmm. and root, yeah roots are plants yeah <laughs> yeah so it's plants so so yeah a lot, a lot of those things have to get planted and of course it's made from the vast majority is made from cotton the rest of it is is um linen and stuff so that all has to be grown for the for the brand yeah yeah, yeah. What, do you, what do you have in the ground right now if you care to share i'm just curious uh, for the for the brand yeah. No, he's in our backyard. You've oh, got no. tomatoes out No, there. he's talking about the brand. Oh, I mean, both, honestly. Both, honestly. <laughs> well, in, a, in, our, in our tiny garden, we've got spinach, tomatoes, aubergine, basil, not basil, oregano, sage. sage. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, all that kind of stuff. And then for the brand, we grow, we, we, we use things on nat- like natural indigo, which is um, a specific kind of plant which um, grows really, really well in India. It's different to Japanese natural indigo. And oh, stuff okay, like yeah. Um, we use a lot of madder, uh, sapan wood. Um, God, I don't know. How, I could go on for a very long time. A huge amount of time. But yeah, lots of roots, tree barks, uh, sometimes whole plants. Um, yeah, yeah. They all do different jobs. They make different colors, and they also do different things for the soil. Yeah, I, I hope we can make our way to the UK one day. I'd love to see this operation. I, 
I know. Oh, we got well, it. We got got those plants are grown in India, but you're welcome to come over there too. Oh, <laughs> okay, okay. I see. I see. I see. Yeah, I'll come visit you either way, though. <laughs> well, you know, the your brand is often like I, I I think in your own words, like there's a lot of like talk about like being like kind or gentle, whether that means to like others or the environment or the you know the clothing itself. And, and I'm just wondering because like you guys like especially like as I just so you're such a passionate person. I feel very similar, and I feel like I've found kindness and gentleness and stuff especially like since having like my daughter and like but it took me a long time to like feel that way I mean like I I feel like I was a little more hard-edged for a long time do you guys feel like this is something that's like are those words if they resonate with you do, do is that something that just was organic to like when you started the brand or is that something that like there was some awakening or you found that somewhere in in your adult life it's um right in the beginning. yeah it's just us uh it's just the way that we were brought up i think my wow you're very kind very gentle katie's also yeah. very caring katie uh went like worked in industry so like knew how everything was done and then when we started the brand we just decided that, that we had these values that we wanted the brand to be and then we built the brand on that without i mean to to take to take credit like we did it without in a very different climate like there really wasn't any talk about these kinds of things um and it was several years later that the kind of retail Mm -hmm. and the industry opened up in general and started talking about sustainability and ethics and stuff and and that's kind of one of the things i say we're kind of quote unquote lucky that we were the first in because when stores were looking for like more conscious brands there really was like us and like five other brands for like Mm -hmm. uh, to be able to catch Mm -hmm. up it's not the kind of thing that you can it's not the kind of ship you can turn around like brands are still trying to trying to trying to change one or two things to like appear or be more more responsible but it's built into our thing like I, i i don't want to give off the wrong vibe like we the kind of work that we do and the kind of stuff that we care about and the kind of art we 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 artists we work with like the kind of that stuff is extremely hard work it's not like the people the partners we work with just have like a do do like a two-day work week and chill out and write poetry and and get get stoned like they work so hard and like people in our office too they work so hard and we work extremely hard but we're also not assholes about it and we pay (laughs) fairly and we we like people elect to work and we work with people and we, we treat them with respect and we treat the art with respect and we make sure we don't cross cross boundaries when it comes to like um when it comes to like sensitive subjects like cultural subjects and that kind of stuff and uh, being and we surround ourselves with people who also are kind and gentle and careful like it's really you will have, you, you you probably will have interacted with our agents awaken mm-hmm. they're, they're the loveliest agents that we could find yeah, they really are yeah they just just to, the, just to confirm for you like really <laughs> really great people to work with and the same with our japanese agent and this and like we we have a we have like a creative partner in our, in our second brand aptly called gentlefulness called dan and he's one of the kindest people ever he doesn't have to be like he's a pretty big name a big like mm-hmm. he does like lots of lots of really interesting stuff he's a designer he's a stylist he's an art director but he's just really polite and kind and gentle and he he also talks about just wanting to work with nice people because it's so much nicer when you work with nice people and occasionally we've had we've worked with people who are started nice and then turned out not to be nice or aren't nice and it sucks and it's like unduly rubbish to do like yeah. it's just the kind of thing we want to do um, and i'm sure we've had to like not be super nice in some instances too but you know, it's just um, you just try and be as nice as you can because it's fucking hard out there. 
It's mm-hmm. really popular. And, and you get criticized a lot and your purity is constantly tested, especially in the, in the sustainability space and fashion space. And, um, you need allies. Yeah. It's, I mean, a lot of the reason I ask is just because, you know, I started, I would have been like really early two thousands. Uh, like, yeah, like I don't, that's when I like started, go, you know, going to school for fashion and being, and as I, and, 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 and interested in fashion and what I knew of it before I'd even started working was that it's hard. It's really hard. People are mean. And to be honest with you, when I, after I went through school and I went to, you know, I started working right away in the industry. It, it was every single thing that I thought it was going to be. Now, number one, I had a little like, you know, I I came from the Midwest and it's just, it's not, there's not, there's not fashion there in the United States. And it's, it's very like backwards and in some ways and, and culturally it's not quite where other cities are. And the, and so I felt like, Oh, on top of everything else, I'm going to have to work 10 times as hard to like, to prove myself. Cause I have no experience with, you know, that, that, that lifestyle. And then through the the largest first chunk of my career, it was just as hard as I thought it was going to be. Like you get overworked, you get underpaid, you do not get appreciated. It is not fun. You go, I, I worked trade shows for a long time. I mean, you guys know, I mean, and it's a, it's a little different than it used to be, but it was really tough. Those were long days and they, and it just, you just got beat up at them. And then we would immediately drive back to wherever and then start working. And it was just, it was so difficult. And it, and it was, and the people were not, were generally rude and kind of disrespectful. And I just thought the industry was kind of, kind of ugly. Well, honestly, until I started working with some of these, like the, the smaller brands where it's like, these are often family owned businesses. They really care about what they're doing. Brands like you really promoting this like gentler touch to what like fashion and, and that kind of culture can be. And I just think it's, it's made a world of difference. And I wonder, like, I've noticed that the younger generation that's getting into this now, now they have a lot of different advantages, like social media and like being able to touch things and learn about things so quickly. Whereas like we didn't have that growing up. Um, but they definitely seem so much more interested in this kind of like softer, crunchier, not only aesthetic, but like idealism. Like, what do you, what, why do you think that that's, I mean, cause I think there's a few different options, but like, why do you think the younger generation finds that so appealing? I think that, I think that, uh, every generation has a, like a, a like an anti, like an anti reaction to the previous generation. Someone, mm-hmm. someone mm-hmm. Really, like someone, someone we really respect said that like sustainability is like our generation's punk movement. Like it's the, it's the like taking down of like the rebellion against like the previous generations, like, like excesses and throwing trash out the window of, of a moving car. Like that Mm -hmm. is, and I think that on the same level, like younger generations, punk movement is like a taking back of, of like rest and um, all of that. Well, and, and like and overworkedness and that kind of stuff. I think there's loads of cultural reasons. Like we're moving into a world now where like AI is taking over and and um, automation, like automation of loads of things, has taken over and they seem to be taking everyone's creative jobs. I I just think that people need to work less, but it's also a massive, massive, massive privilege. Like it's a it's a real it's a very specific Western thing because people in the global South generally still work six days a week, not or seven yeah. days a week. And um and then everyone in in like in like our part of the world is talking about having three day work weeks, which is which is the right way, the right direction. Obviously, you don't need to work most of your life, but 
it is a very super western thing mm-hmm. i respect it i would love to be working less but also uh we tried three-day work weeks and four-day work weeks at work and it didn't work did we it? didn't have enough time but we both worked for three days at other jobs yeah like there yeah i had the same experience as you like i i i went into uni knowing that it was going to be really hard i probably wasn't going to get a job when i came out of it still did it anyway not sure mm-hmm. what was there I just I knew it was going to be like cutthroat and yeah really hard really underpaid I remember saying to someone when I was a kid like oh you know that thing where you go into school and you're like oh, what do you want to do when you grow up and I remember saying oh I want to be an artist and I'm going to be poor and it's fine and like just mm-hmm. it was my, my thing and like yeah I think like when we started story we had such low expectations about what the brand would be like we just did it because we liked it and we had zero we we really didn't think it would make any money or at least i still I didn't. have i still have low expectations um, we, for the both record. Do. we both do yeah <laughs> but like i think that another reason why we were like let's just have a really nice time and make it so that it's really nice for everybody because nothing's probably gonna come and of it and let's make decisions that like suit us rather yeah. than because there's every brand i'm sure has it but there's certainly there's certainly decisions we could have made to make much more money much much quicker that's it that's what i mean like we we didn't say okay sure. we need to make money this is going to be like how do we do this what corners can we cut and who can we like or like let's make this item in blue because it'll sell better but actually we didn't want to have it in blue yeah yeah, yeah like it just didn't work out creatively and yeah. Well, it's it's funny that you bring up like the the kind of punk movie because you know this comes up on every podcast we can't not but like we're both we were both grew up in like um like the punk and hardcore scene which we were and we both grew up like straight edge which is like you know very extreme set of ethics and rules <laughs> yeah. that you will follow or be judged for not following and it was around like a lot of like aggression and anger and this is stuff that like you know f- we I definitely felt at that age and still feel to a certain extent now. Now. But I somehow I, I think it's like you're saying. It took me. I I, I didn't. I, I grew up in a different way to where that's that's what was coming out at the time. But like, it's it's taken me a little bit longer. But I still I still like like I love that you guys have these like you know ethics and rules and and like I, and, they, and they and it feels so like admirable that you stick to them and everything. So I think it's really I think it's it's really apropos that like that you know there is there like that you bring up like the like a that this feels punk because it does it's just different i mean for example i i i for so long honestly just like didn't i I like liked hip-hop music but i definitely didn't understand the like scene as much like like the the younger the younger artists and then i went to a show and they were like kind of moshing and jumping into each other it was just different kinds of music and i went oh never mind like i i I, like immediately seeing it it in real life i was like oh i know exactly what this is this is no different than what i was interested in and they're like very positive and community oriented they're just listening to different music and this weirdly seems like the same thing even though it's not like pushing each other around and stuff yeah, just doing it's like execution. It's, it's it's just it's deciding that something doesn't feel right and doing it the, what you believe is the right way with yeah, your yeah. true north which has it's rules set by your you know yourself and the industry and stuff like that and it's i think it's really cool it's it's so similar even though it feels like light years apart mm-hmm. yeah it's um it's it are you both still straight edge no, but I have a big X on my foot yeah. from, uh, from no, the past you, life. Culturally, yes. You know, it's like I, don't, I don't go to yes. church anymore, you know, but it's the same. Okay. Well, it, yeah, I, I had a lot of friends who were like straight edge too. And yeah. um, the, it, it, as, as much as I think it's cool and, and I really admired it back then, yeah. 
it was also the same level of judgmentalness that there is in yes. like the, oh the yeah thing. Like, what i was saying before about like having your purity tested like it's the same like you're always getting your purity tested and you're not you can never really be pure enough um yeah. sustainability and the kind of things that we care about um it's like even worse than that because everybody has a different idea it's straight edge at least you can kind of be like you know you don't drink you don't some people don't have coffee some people don't have cigarettes whatever but sure sure um with sustainability like so, some people us don't think that there should be any animal products involved at all and some people are like well you can still have a sustainably made leather bag whatever um so you're you're just at odds with people sometimes and but even though you're trying to you're singing from the same hymn sheet or so that's why we have our own set of rules and we have them on our website we've had them since like day one they've only just changed like in the slightest way um over the last 10 years it's our manifesto and where we set out our like we sort of like explain the walls of the of the box that we put ourselves into <laughs> and um and i love that and like to to speak about like music again the, the thing that i thought about when we were doing it and the thing that i always thought that i think about often is that i used to really like the white stripes the band and sure. they they're just you know they were just a drum and a guitar a drum and a, and a bass guitar and that's all they had and i remember someone interviewed them for a magazine and said like is, you find that limiting and he 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 explained that like the limiting part is how you it is the creative part like you 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 can't just pick up a piano or something you have to work with what the tools you've got and so you you end up inventing like brand new things and i think about the white stripes music it's like incredible and it's so many different songs and so many different sounds and so much like things they're done with like such a small set of tools and that's kind of what we're doing like we have sometimes opened up the toolbox and added new tools and it kind of ruins it it kind of <laughs> yeah. like it kind of like it confuses it a bit, it confuses it? it like to, to work with natural dyes only there's like there's a small palette that you can work with and then if you suddenly mm-hmm. are able to use chemical dyes then you could do anything and then what the fuck do you do like it becomes crazy <laughs> um and, um that's like kind of why we spun off for like another brand gentlefulness it's like okay we've got another set of tools that are slightly different what happens when we do our design with a slightly different set of tools and you get this different result that doesn't look like story but doesn't not look like story but you wouldn't want to put it in because it kind of muddies the water so it kind of is separate well and i really love that you brought up uh the white stripes because i have this thing that i think about all the time and it's and it's actually it's it's a jack white thing too and i'm not even like a massive white stripes fan i just i've liked his when i've i've watched interviews and stuff with him and he always said like because i'm really into guitars and stuff and he said i don't i think he was like interviewing jimmy page or something like that and he was like you know, I really, he's like, he asked him like, why does he play these like weird, you know, old, like, you know, like Kmart guitars and stuff. Like, why is he playing all these like, and he's like, he'd say, he was like, I just like that. It like fights back against me a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it makes it, it makes me kind of like, I have to like force things out of it a little bit more. And you know, even at the, even at work, we, we talk about all the time, like things get interesting if you set the boundaries first and then just have to, you have to play inside the boundaries. Cause it's like, you're forcing yourself to be double as creative. Like you have to, you have to solve the problem twice to really like make it work. And I really think like that, that's been a true North for me, not only in life, but in work for a long time of like, you, you come up with these boundaries that you feel strongly about and then you work the problems inside of those boundaries and i think more interesting things happen when you do that and i think that's what's working for you 
But at the same time, I really wanted to point out at that set of rules that you have on the website, I noticed at the end that I really, really deeply respect. And I think it's kind of like what you're talking about with straight edge, everything else is that you say like, they're likely to change. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, cause yeah. I think that's the other pro- That was always the problem with straight edge. You've made decisions and you decided you were going to stop learning. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm sticking to this. I'm not going to learn anything else. This is what I am. And like, I've designed myself by it. And that's so inhuman. Like you just have to be okay to like learn new things. And like, yeah, maybe I'm okay with using animal products and clothing or whatever it is. And then at some point you learn something different or there's some, you know, you, there, there's new information and then maybe that changes your mind a little bit. And that's now, yeah. now you can use that learning to like inform people in a different way. And I really yeah. respect that you guys like you create those rules, but you're not, you're open to like them changing. Cause I think that's, that's extremely we, important. We care about most is that like the intention that all of those rules that we have like they in short in in short they're just about like one intention to like an intention that we have to do the thing um and if if the tools change then so be it like that's good and thing that we don't like is like we work with we work with communities some communities who were really 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 um like really they're at the bleeding edge of sustainability but like in the 60s so, and, and then their, they, their, their, their like view of what sustainability is just kind of calcified in the 60s. Yeah. So we're in the 2020s and they're still like arguing about whether or not it's sustainable to cut down a tree using a gas powered chainsaw or not, while like there's much bigger things going on. And I want to make sure that we're always really pragmatic about things because we like we've, we've had new information in the last two years about like certain dyes that we can use that are much more eco than than, than some of the natural dyes we use. Mm. We want to like ha- like keep going with something that is worse just because we've kind of hung our hat on it and mm-hmm. that's important to us to always be able to change things that like as a customer you just got to trust that like the intention is the same and that we're not like selling out or trying to make more money or something we just want to we're just making better we're just always making better decisions based on new information and sometimes we go back like we've this is probably a little bit boring but like we went from like paper bags to biodegradable plastic bags and then we ran some tests a lot after a little while and discovered that the biodegradable plastic bags were not as good as the paper bags so then we go back to the paper bags and and it seems like a step backwards but actually it's just being pragmatic and changing and moving yeah well that's yeah, yeah it's, it's it, i think that like in every single way i always say like if you got involved in fashion like why the, the the people that aren't into change that's insane like you got into the one thing that should be so okay with change and open to it yeah. and and weirdly i think the industry is not like it's like yeah. even though it's it's like it's entire its basis is based on change it seems to be one of the industries that's like the most reluctant to it at the same time so i really mm-hmm. respect that like that's 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 a you're, you're coming at it from a completely different angle because it oh, it's hard to improve it's really hard like you you get information like you guys might have like a bumper a bumper year of selling t-shirts then you're like we need to buy more t-shirts next season and then and then like for the next 10 years you remember that t-shirts sell really well but they just might not in in 15 yeah, time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you're still working off that information like we get information from our agents people that hey that says like red doesn't sell but i'm like but red sells for us um yeah it's just yeah it's hard it's it's hard to always be learning and i think as well like the industry is just so massive and there's so much money in it people mm-hmm. are just really scared to try anything different or change because mm-hmm. there's just such huge budgets yeah yeah so. 
the control and the fear is like stopping mm-hmm. anything yeah. potentially cool happening. Yeah. And, yeah. and we sell to like a, a tiny little niche that like mm. often changes tastes quite quickly and moves on. Oh, and, sure. Yeah. 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 But I always, I always think to myself, I'm like, that, that's true and it can be frustrating. But I think that it, like, if you're using yourself as a barometer to a certain extent where it's like, yeah, but so am I, you know what I mean? Like I'm changing too and that's okay. You know what I mean? Like, what, what, like, well, like I, I've always had this like very eclectic idea about like clothing, which is kind of like how we always chose our brands where it's like, even if it's not something that me and my partner would necessarily wear, like, do we get it? Do we see it? Do we understand mm-hmm. what they're trying to do? And like, it's if, if if it's like that's the mindset first of like like what does the customer care about and like at the end of the day we care about the same stuff you know what I mean and it's just the the aesthetics might change a little bit we just want to have like a I think that even where some people are like I don't know if this, those two styles go together and I'm like they aesthetically it's irrelevant everyone wears clothes differently yeah. and and second they both uh, they both care about, like this those are the, the, the ethics and the this like the way they're doing things are are very similar and that's yeah. why they make and sense to me that's how we design we we just we, <laughs> yeah. we design whether based on whether or not we would wear something although now that the collection's got a bit bigger and that everything's changed a little bit i think that we've just widened the field a little bit so it's and would we wear it would we have worn it one or two years ago and just yeah. one in a couple of years um because i'm not like i'm getting a bit older and i'm so i'm wearing a little bit less larry stuff but i really liked some of the stuff a couple of years ago and there's also like there's stuff that we're designing that's a little bit more under a little bit more boringy that I want to wear in, like, in in a couple of years. Classic, I think, is the word you're looking for. Yeah, it's not classic at all. It's still like it's still kind of like it's still challenging, but it's challenging in like in its shape. <laughs> yeah, I was say in like yeah. the silhouette. Is, yeah, I, I feel really the high, same yeah. way where I used to feel like very open to like tons of patterns and blah blah blah, and now I like I really don't get drawn to that kind of stuff. But I want the proportions to be interesting, yeah. and I think that that's like that can be its own like level of expression that I think is mm-hmm. super unique. And it does change a lot. Like Katie's, like Katie's going through like a real. What are you about to say? Like you're, you're like really exploring our women's wear. Like our women's wear range yeah. has like expanded lots. And Katie's like really, Katie and and like designers we work with are like really like experimenting with stuff. And it just looks so fucking good. Oh, cool. And, and there's some like there's some like pushback. There's some like give and take as well because like maybe you wouldn't have dressed like that couple of years ago but then mm-hmm. as you design it kind of influences you and then you go back and forth and you start mm-hmm. to design more like more in a certain direction just want to be comfortable yeah that's the, yeah <laughs> just, just want, want to be, be comfortable all the time <laughs> yeah no, i feel it especially yeah you get the kid involved and stuff too you gotta it's yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like a lot of like mindsets change quickly <laughs> yeah yeah, I actually have like I have like separate clothes that I get changed into when he comes home from yeah. nursery. Like I'm like, oh, suit. all the white stuff's gonna go away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I, I, if you guys got into like vintage collecting for the kid, because I I really went through a hard phase of this. I'm still in it, but it was like really opened up new avenues of collecting that I didn't know that were gonna happen. That that, I've, that I really like doing. I think you guys have got um, probably a lot more. Um, access to that in the US like yeah. I, I look like every day I look and everything that I find is on eBay yeah. or it's, and it's in America and then like but it's like 60 pounds to get it shipped here and I'm like yeah. oh, it's, it's like a tiny t-shirt like do I really yeah. want to but yeah I, I I would love if his whole wardrobe was just like mini story pieces or vintage oh, very sick, really yeah. cool. 
but then it would all get covered in beans anyway. So it doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, which, which I know when I was like, because I I had found out like Dior had a kids thing like in the 70s and I started collecting that. And then every single person was like, it's going to get ruined. And I'm like, this is not, it's not for her. It's, this is a me thing. <laughs> <laughs> this is a little bit of me. I don't care. It's, it's more that I wanted to look for it and buy it. It's the research. <laughs> the other thing is, is like, I don't know if you probably don't have this anymore because your daughter's at four, but buying something new and like, I just want to see it on him but getting him in and out of clothes is like fighting oh a wild animal it's almost yeah. not worth it to just yeah, see it's it it's demented yeah, <laughs> yeah. like the, what you have to do to get them into clothes at that age yeah. especially is, is a nightmare it's and then nightmare. yeah they ruin it four seconds into it and you're like oh yeah. well you know whatever <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah that's its own thing you can live in pajamas it's fine <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's, they, they still look good they're kids yeah. um, <laughs> I, we, so we're kind of at the end here we usually do a thing where it's like we just call we call it hot takes but I don't even know why we call it that anymore it's really just like so we can ask an off topic subject like uh-huh. um, so what, which one what do you have today so Chase, this, this one is interesting because we are located across the globe so I'm curious if you could live anywhere in the world that you don't currently live you know money not being an issue you can kind of just appear there and have the life you want where would it be mm. I know your answer where do you think I'll you say? would say Thailand I, yeah Thailand but I, I'm kind of non-specific it would just be somewhere on a beach where nothing else is apart from you and our kid. Oh, yeah. I have to be there. <laughs> yes. um, yeah, that's that's me. I, Obviously, Thailand is so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I, yeah. I don't feel like I've found the place yet. I know that's really, I don't know, it's a bit it's of a non answer. I like just being at home. So. Yeah, we love where we are. We love Brighton. Like, we, we have the, it's kind of mirrors what you were talking about. Like, we're, we're, we're away from London. We're mm. in a place. If someone comes to us, it's very rare that they're just, they've happened upon us. They've, they've made yeah. a pilgrimage. Um, and it's really nice. It's like really safe. It's really oh, lovely. You know really, really good, good vegan good. food. You know, it's really good well, when you go away and then you come back. Yeah. Home. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's where I'm going to be. That's my answer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just feel like I really, I don't, it doesn't really matter where it's at. I've noticed cause I don't really think I care that much. I, I've, I will say ever leaving Chicago, I don't like going back East is harder just because like the weather is so much like less challenging here, yeah. but like, I really just like routines and I mm-hmm. like getting like a nice routine and well, and I, and I think the only other importance is I need to be able to walk to everything I need to do, which is basically grocery store, smoothie, coffee work. If I can do those <laughs> four smoothie. things in, in, and I can walk to them from where I'm located, then, then I'm good. I can stay that whatever, wherever that is, I could stay there forever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, th- the thing about the question is that you saying money's no object like that. That is all I, that is it. Like I just want to be comfortable somewhere. That's all, another reason I like, Thailand or going back to the Middle East or somewhere where, where the cost of living is much cheaper. Here, yeah. like, it is amazing. It is lovely. It's beautiful and it's safe. But we still, no matter how much money we, we make, we'll still have to budget and and yeah. uh, and that kind of stuff and worry about putting petrol in the car and losing our jobs and that kind of stuff. Um, but... <laughs> Nice, nice to end. It, it sounds very similar to where we're at. Yeah, no. Yeah. I Question: How far is Brighton from London? You said Brighton, right? It's like an yeah. hour on the train. Yeah, I don't know. It's an, there's a train okay. that takes about an hour, but that's a fast train. And if that train is out of service, then it's like three hours. The other day, what was it? It was like an hour and a half. Yeah, an hour and a half, two hours. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I'm so curious far. about the geography of. Yeah, well, you I mean you're in yeah. you're in America, so like everything yeah. here is tiny. An hour, an hour is probably just like a normal a normal commute. 
Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. it kind of is, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely done like an hour commute in my life back when I lived in Ohio. I do like a 35, 40-minute commute here, so that's why I was just trying to, you know, figure out the distance. That's really interesting. Brighton's really special. Brighton's like... I think I I don't really know much about about but I know I do know a bit about Boulder and, and like it's like very like Portlandy right like it's like in terms of it's like really progressive it's one of the first places to like to legalize psilocybin and stuff right I, sure yeah, yeah. I was gonna say shout out mushrooms I think yeah. just <laughs> just last year I believe I I don't know if it's the state of Colorado or if it was like the cities of Boulder and Denver but they made it so you can basically like grow psilocybin mushrooms and give them to your friends and have them you just like Mm. can't i think you can't like sell them you can't like you know but but yeah brighton is the closest england has really to like any of those like american towns like it's the most yeah like a green party it's the it's the most progressive in terms of social issues it's where like the it's where um, there's a big gay scene, and it still is, but, like, in the, in, in the 80s, it's, it's extremely, like, super progressive. It's such a nice place, much nice place to live for that reason. And it's a student place, and it's on the, it's on the beach, it's on the sea. It, oh, it, sick, it, yeah. it, ultimately, it, it, a lot of people feel like it's, like, a suburb of London because it's so close to London, and mm-hmm. places to take an hour to get to from central London, so... In London, uh, so yeah, it's, oh, I yeah, see. Yeah. It's it's the best. Chase, where where, where do you want to? I guess you didn't oh, say yours. Oh yeah, I would do. Uh, I'm on board with the just being comfortable by a beach. I would do like Hawaii or Costa Rica because I want to. I want to farm tropical fruit in, yeah. in, in a perfect oh, world. I have like a tropical fruit farm and grow yeah. a bunch of stuff you can't grow here. So yeah, Easy Costa Rica is highly, highly, highly recommended. That's on our list, isn't it? Yeah, uh, we have we have a we have a person in our Discord. Um, who I've been chatting with here and there, and uh, he lives in Costa Rica and talks very highly of it. But he was telling me about all the fruit that he has there that's super accessible. And yeah, yeah. I don't know. It just, it just seems like a really uh, relaxed, kind of nice that's lifestyle. The best, that's you know? the best, the biggest perk. Like we work a lot in India, Thailand, some other places, and they've got just the best fruit. We once only ate fruit for a week. Yeah, we did fruit for a week. It wasn't a week. Oh. It was. Like it was. I didn't do it for three weeks. I think oh, I was having toast on the side. It was side. incredible. <laughs> I've, I've thought about doing that. I read this book. Or I'm reading this book called uh, Fruit Hunters, the, the Fruit Hunters, and it's about, like, the commercialization of, like, exotic fruits. Um, mm-hmm. They talk, like, a lot about, like, you know, stuff you'd find in Thailand or, or that region, like mangosteen and durian and soursop and all of those things. Yeah. Um, and they talk specifically about this guy who's – he basically only ate durian. That was it. Breakfast, lunch, dinner for years, and and supplement wow, with other foods. That's but... one of the most. That's that's like a dare food. Yeah, yeah. I actually like it, but it is uh, it is a uh, it is quite stinky. It's like yeah. you're not take it on planes and stuff. Oh no, no, and uh, and and I've always been recommended not to try it frozen. So I've actually never tried it, but uh, I, I I'm oh. super open to it. It's lovely. Like a. People really, really harp on about how bad it smells, but no, it's, it's not that. Really, it was not really that bad. bad. No, it's <laughs> not that bad. <laughs> we had it, and we both said it wasn't that no, bad. No, it was really, really bad. The smell. Yeah. No, no, it's not. That bad. <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah. We stand in when we on our normal coffee route, and we yeah. used to have to go cross over the road because there was a durian stand. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's worse smells. I mean, just every fish smells worse. I mean, yeah. Sure, yeah. sure, sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. 
But yeah, I'd love to do that. So I'm glad to know you guys are on board. I will. Uh, I'll host you the second I have the farm set up, and you're welcome to hang out as long as you want. Thank yeah. you. All right, <laughs> guys. Thank you so much for doing this. This was a real pleasure. We're we're really big fans of the brand and what you guys are doing. So it, it was really cool to get to chat with you for the first time. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you so of much. Of course, of course. All right, guys. Well, we'll we're, we're gonna take off for the day. We got. I'm sure you guys you guys are ending your day. We're beginning ours. So we'll let you go. Um, but yeah, hope we get to talk again soon. It was really fun. All right. Thank See you, you later. Bye. 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 Bye.